0: Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking about corn and the chilling injury you can get with a cold drink of water sometimes. In our spotlight, we'll take a look at No Mo May and what's happening with that. Egg History Minute, we'll talk about the first no-till planter. In our Cool Beans That's Corny, we'll have some current events and we'll wrap it all up with a Field Good Friday. With me today are Bill Schaumburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up everybody? Todd Chomberg.
1: Hey to all the tilties out there.
0: And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So here we are in mud season. We had like first summer and now we're back to spring-ish. Like at least things are greening up. They are. It's like bad driveway season.
1: Are we to actual spring or is it still just mud season?
2: Blah. bad driveway season is a great bad way. Bad driveway season is right. Like yeah. our driveway here is like oh, it's, oh city. It's,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird because there's days where you're like, our how's it going to be today? And yeah. it's better than you think. And there's days where yeah, the the frost is kind of coming out and it, like like Max said, it's just like a floating sponge out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, this driveway is, is impressive in how much like. It displaces when there's w- enough water in the yeah. ground. Like you ever driven on a waterbed? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like that. It is crazy. I just
3: remember the days when there were cows here and the milk truck would come in and like, and I'm sure. Well, Getting a lot stuck. of driveways now at these dairies are concrete, but you know, like it just it'd make two foot ruts sometimes.
1: But and it never it, got stuck. No, and there's and there's like a bottom to it if that makes yeah. sense. Like it never, it never was. Yeah, you fill it in with gravel that much or something that it would work, but
2: hauling off gravel in it'll always work, yeah. right? It just keeps
0: keep mm. filling her back up. Yeah, just it's all the same spots too. Like yeah, yeah, it just seems to like form puddles and potholes and everything else in the same areas. Matt, you missed out on the good weather last week. I know. I well, you I,
1: were, I had you had good your weather. own good weather,
0: but not for Wisconsin. Like, but yeah. I, could have not left Wisconsin and had equally good weather. It was. It was was th- that the
1: spring of deception, or was that? <laughs> I like think that was first summer. Cause Cause yeah, like, like it literally summers. went. To, yeah, the it was it past was like spring. something. I I, I took a picture in my truck because it said eighty six. Yeah. So I thought if you had corn out of the ground, you'd be maximizing <sighs> GDU's yeah, that day, that day. In, yep. in April, which nobody
2: anybody turned the AC on. I did not.
3: Like in your house?
1: No.
2: The
3: furnace is still. I running. did for is it yeah.
2: Well, one of those days I was running a pretty good fever, so I was like, you know what, I'm turning, I'm turning, yeah. the, I'm, I'm, I'm miserable. I'm going to turn the AC on for about six hours. I had it on. I've been running in my truck a couple times, but
1: yeah, you got to run in the truck. Yeah, the windows yeah, when I, the sun was blaring in it. It got hot,
2: but I also had the windows open in my house last night, so you know. They say it went Friday to
3: like Saturday noonish was like 51 degree. Swing. Swing. Like in well, 24 hours, we had like 51 <clears throat> degree swing.
2: Even even last night, I was looking on my phone, and I was looking, there was tornado watches in effect, and then the snow cast was also on there. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. they had tornado really watches right. last night and snow coming today, tom- today, tomorrow. So, this, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a rude awakening driving back into Wisconsin because we went from... Yeah, we're 80s. home. To the the last morning of driving... It was like 58 in the morning, by the time we got into Wisconsin, it was it 35. Kept, it just kept going down. <laughs> yeah. It's like steady down downtrend.
2: Here's the... I got a picture on my phone I'm holding up for you guys to see, but from AccuWeather, I screenshotted it, and it's from like last week, whatever day it was, I don't know. And I got... It 80. says 81 degrees, real feel 83, and then it's got the uh, snowfall expected Sunday <laughs> evening banner <laughs> across the top. So this must have been like Friday. It <laughs> is real. Wow. This was Saturday afternoon or Saturday like Saturday morning. morning. Saturday afternoon, and then snowfall expected the next evening. Right. So eighty eighty one snowfall coming, but we drove up north on this day. It was eighty one when we left our house in Seymour. It was thirty six when we got to Wasauke. Wow. It was cold, <laughs> and like we we went up there. We had the we had the be- the beanbag boards and everything. Like we were like, ready right. for spring. Yeah. yeah,
1: let's go. On.
2: It was Dude. cold
0: when you guys. On Monday, if we were getting rain in Florida, and you had, I think, ice and snow and everything else. It's like, wow, that's
1: don't. Yeah, some parts of Wisconsin got like two yeah, feet La of snow. The yeah.
2: got a bunch. Yeah. My dad's flying home from Florida today, so I didn't tell him this on the phone, but they're expecting snowfall tonight, so he's he's in for a treat. It's been eighty-five and sunny like the whole time he was there, so yep. that's how it is here.
0: Yep. Yeah. Welcome to Wisconsin. Don't let the weather yeah. wait 24 hours. It'll be different.
2: He went to watch Florida high school baseball. I've watched my cousin, but he's missing out on the Wisconsin professional baseball because the crew. The crew. The crew are hot, baby. Yeah, they. The crew are hot.
0: They tanked that first game, and then ever since then, they've yeah, been They've been
2: just awesome. Do you remember Absolutely. how sad it was in here that day? No. On opening just, day? Yeah. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, we had her fired up. We were really excited, ready to go, and they didn't score a run, and we're like, This could be a long season. It could be a long season, yeah.
2: They got kind of batted around by the Cubs. Yeah, that was something. That was something. But they stand alone atop the NL Central now, so.
3: The cool part, I'm I'm sure you guys are seeing it too, but the cool part is it seems like it's somebody different every night.
2: Yeah, you're not relying
0: on the same.
3: No, it's not like, like, oh, if Yelich doesn't hit or if Adamas doesn't hit, we're screwed. It's like. Like Weimer finds a a hit one night that sparks everybody,
2: or Trang, he had a. I'm I'm just going to come out and say it. I I know people say they're all professional athletes. Like the rah-rah stuff doesn't matter. I think having those young kids around right now is making a huge difference. Just watching
1: with the Cheesehead celebration now, and what, what, like you say, that clubhouse looks like they're having a fun time, which is cool too. Because, yeah, everybody can say it's fun when they're winning. So that'll be interesting when they go on a little bit of a skid, how they do but it's still something to be around it's nice that, to see energy because yeah, we haven't good.
2: seen that or it's very it's few and far between the last I feel like it happened
1: ah, who's the good center fielder that came the year with Yelich?
2: Kane low kane when
1: low kane came and Yelich yeah. that year like it was the, you could just that's feel, a long time ago right now. right and kind of since then they just haven't performed and then last year when we traded traded hater that felt like just what you know like the whole that had to let you know, imagine being in the locker room and you trade away Hater. Yeah. Like, I'm not just, gonna lie, you
3: know, that was really weird last week when the Brewers played the Padres and Hater came. Oh, yeah. In. Yeah. He came yeah, he came in. It's like, and he just mowed the Brewers yeah. down. <laughs> it was like, yep, I remember that. We used to have one of those. Yeah,
1: <laughs> remember all the stuff we got for him though, and how good that is.
0: Yeah, it's I, do, I do. Which, yeah, when we dropped. Was it one or two of them? Right, like within <laughs> yeah the, yeah. One the one guy first went week to the um, who won the trade
2: don't know i'm gonna say not us right now yeah
1: i mean we knew he was leaving soon anyway like but he would have been there this year yet
2: i think so yes this is this is the largest platform i have and i'm just gonna use it right now (laughs) mark antanasio please sell the team dude you're a bad owner you are a bad bad owner please sell the team that's all i have to say about that the whole corbin burn situation has been yeah that's
1: not good either right
2: mishandled like unbelievably so Yep. It's ridiculous, oh man, good thing we stiffed him out of eight hundred thousand dollars, huh? He's not very good, so either that or he's crushing everybody, and yeah i <laughs> not happy, not happy with the Brewers ownership currently, but
3: I think they got one guy left,
0: one guy left from the yeah, whole thing because
3: yeah. Taylor Rogers was the big closer. He's already gone. The Lamette guy they let go right away, and Ezri Louis Ruiz, who is a fast base runner, they traded away this year so they got one guy left sweet so who do they have left uh robert gasser
2: and he's playing in nashville don't know
0: gasser all right you guys ready to get into our topic for today yeah so i guess we could frame this as why it's a good thing you'd have corn in the ground right now imbibitional chilling injury in corn
3: you can say that word right
0: Yes, we were it's talking not about like it inhibition, like, like imbibe is easy to say, but right. imbibitional. It's two B's is a little bit of a, of a tongue twister there. So obviously imbibition refers to the initial uptake of water by the seed twenty four to forty eight hours after being planted. So Bill, what's what's the big deal? Why does it matter what kind of water the seed takes in?
3: Well, because if it's cold, we basically in essence, kill the seed. We we can't have the coldness of it. That's what happens. So seed is going to take in the water no matter what, right? We plant it in the ground. It takes up the water so it can germinate. Um, and as it does that, the cell walls are damaged. And if it's warm, that's okay. They repair themselves and they continue on. The problem is when it's cold, the cell walls are damaged and the swelling is more severe and it can't physiologically replace what it's trying it can't do what it's supposed to do it slows down it stops it can't repair it cell walls so it basically dies right it um so that's I, the
1: problem i think the amount like most corn seeds will imbibe 30 percent of their weight mm-hmm. like think of that is amazing too like the amount of water like like max he goes on some runners and he might imbibe a bunch of beers but I doubt it's ever thirty percent of his 30% weight. percent. Uh, <laughs> Max is a bad example. When I was younger, and when I was way younger
2: way. and my starting weight was a little lower, yeah, I probably go. would have got closer. But yeah, nowadays, no, I don't think so.
0: You know, so like the, the liver is evil. It must you be say? Thirty
2: percent.
3: <laughs> He's doing He's, yeah. Yeah. Gotta do, gotta do Ooh, math. got to do the
0: math to figure there it
2: out. Go. Fifty-one pounds of beer in a night. <laughs> when I when I weighed like one hundred and seventy pounds. I don't think 51 is a lot. That's a lot of there's, beer.
3: There's, What's well, a case of beer weigh? 15, yeah. 20 pounds?
0: Well, that's 12 ounces a can. Yeah. Right. Times 30 cans. So that's 360 ounces. What does that equate to in. We're doing 16 ounces a pound? Found, yeah. 20 pounds.
3: Yeah. Ish. That's over two cases of beer, Max.
2: Yeah, not nah, not quite that much. No. Okay. How much is a thirty pack of Bush Lightweight? Twenty eight pounds, right here. That's a thirty pack. Yeah. So you need two thirty packs. So no, I did
3: not ever so
1: take yes, in thirty percent of the like. That is a lot of water. It's yeah. sucking, and like you say, think of. I mean, when Max is imbibing beer, he probably prefers it cold rather than warm. Yep, that's gross. <laughs> But like the corn seed the opposite. Like if it was warm. good beard, like, be right? Warm. Like it does not want its mountains blue when it's imbibing no, I, the water. Like it,
0: the corn seed needs just like. Well, I think you could argue because we all enjoy cold drinks, but I, I know I've I've heard this from different people I, that technically you should drink warm water because your body absorbs it faster. Because you're now your body has to heat, heat what then. you are drank. To your body temperature, and then process it. So sorry,
3: body, not doing
0: that.
1: Right? No, there's a lot of old time farmers that'll say that, and then I've seen some do it. But also, like, yeah, you you also wonder, like, so what if it's got to heat it? I don't care; it still tastes way better. Right? I like it's more refreshing.
0: But in in the sense of like, it's that much more work for your body to right. process it. True. It makes sense that the seed has to work harder right. to, to try to process that. this cold yeah. water. Yeah.
2: So I've tried, I've worked through this analogy before with some with a grower talking about why this makes a difference and trying to explain. And I, the way I explain it to him, I don't know if this is a perfect analogy, but I think it kind of works. Take a water bottle, overfill it on and leave it on the counter and it's fine, right? At that room temperature or warmer, it's fine. Overfill it and put it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Water <laughs> bottle explodes. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're looking at that water bottle as the cell wall. It basically yep. just hurts the cell wall beyond repair yep. is kind of the way... Yeah. The way this works. Yep.
3: Then the reason I got thinking about it is obviously like we're sitting here May twentieth, twenty first, or excuse me, April April. Yeah, we're it's not, not May. May. If it was May, and, May. May. and we were yeah. yeah, no. But we have the we, we have the ability now to make these decisions, right? Like why would this matter? Because if you're planting corn and the sun is shining and it's fifty degrees, you're gonna keep planting corn, but then the weatherman tells you tonight. It's going to drop down to 38 degrees, and it's going to rain. Do I keep planting or not? You shouldn't keep planting. But we all do, right? Like, the weather's good. we got to keep planting. And I'm not saying that just because it rains when it's cold that this is going to happen. But these are the scenarios that, that make that happen.
0: Yeah, I think your your soil temp matters. So if you're in a colder soil environment and you get that cold water, that's Correct. just going to amplify the effect Correct. versus a warmer soil, that cold water, it might have a better chance of recovery.
2: So if we had the weather we had last week, it was like 75, 80. Like it was really nice. Soil temp, say the soil temps did get warm there, and we had then two days of that 36 in rain, we probably would have been okay because we should have had enough coverage. The problem was we got 80 for five days, and now we've had. 50 rain, wind for five days. And
0: raining when it was 30
2: some degrees. It's just during the day, even. So, like
1: in that week where you had, say, five straight days of really hot, most of the time we end up planting on the last couple days. (coughs) But say you would have planted on the first days, it probably would have actually been okay. Right. That's what's odd about that. Because that would have warmed up. Right. Yeah. So. Yes and
2: no, it might have come out of the ground now and got snowed on. So.
1: Yes. Right. No, you you didn't want corn in then anyway, but. What I think is it like, and I haven't been able to find research on the 50 degrees on if this has to do with the imbibitional chilling, but I really do think part of the 50 degree soil thing is just the hedge against imbibitional chilling. Yeah. Like right. that's what it is. Like you want, if your soil is that warm, the soil's kind of got some buffering capacity to stay that warm a little bit and that's going to get you warm enough water in that plant. Because what I think a while too about imbibitional chilling, like, or just imbibing water, like the seed's going to do it no matter what. Like, there's no... Right, can't right. just stop. Like, no, I'm it, not going to yes. drink water today, there, guys. Sorry. Nothing, like, it even says, like, dry wood will imbibe water. Like, sure. it's the same mechanism. So if you think of that, like, there is no, like, oh, well, it can sit there for a little bit. and No. Like, it's going to... Like, as soon as that seed is out of the bag and in the soil... Seed has moisture, no self-control. Yes. It's
0: going to drink. It's,
3: it's going to be imbibing no matter what. And it's... The key is... The first twenty four to forty eight hours after you plant, if that cold if you're planting into cold soils fifty ish and you get rain within that first two days, that's the key, right? If if you plant and
2: a week later it comes, you probably don't have as big a risk. And our our strategy is here, Todd, like you're talking about that fifty degree soil temp. Part of that is probably a local deal because we rarely aren't planting into moisture. Well, if the soil temp is 48 degrees, that means the water in the soil is 48 degrees. So, where other places where they're planting into dry conditions, there is no water, and they're waiting for that rain to get their imbibing process, we don't, I can't say I've ever really looked at corn that was in the ground and been like, ah, gonna need a rain to get that to go. We're pretty much, we're pretty much able to find moisture. If you're doing
3: that, Max, you're planting in June, right? Like... After first
2: crop or rye cover or rye or even, trit or something like that. Even then, it's, those are few and far between right. still, it seems. We're, we're right. pretty good at finding moisture in this area. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway.
0: Now, Texas, on the other hand, right, in a prolonged drought, they may... Look, like I've, I've heard correct.
2: of places where they plant wheat and they measure their seed depth on their wheat in multiple inches. That's insane. Like, we think about wheat, we're like... Just plant it. Just get it in the ground. Get it under the ground. Kind of. And that's good. And there's places where they plant wheat at two, three inches because they need it for the moisture. Like, that's insane.
3: Yeah. And the hard part, too, with, like, the damage that this causes and the symptoms are a lot like just slow emergence and just like, okay, well, it's just taking a long time because it's cold, right? It looks the same. Um, So the visual signs are kind of just the same as as something that's and we've last two years it's taken three weeks for corn to come out of the ground and we're like oh is it dead is it not and it's like well it's it's not rotten because the seeds are firm so we should be good there but you can't tell if been chilled until it doesn't go any further right and it's at first like 35 to 60 growing degree units where those radical roots are starting to move that that's where the key is there if you see that
2: keep moving you know it isn't it's it's still going it's wow. still viable how much difference is there between uh ambitional chilling and cold germ well and that's one thing
3: isn't
2: i that wish
1: the same
3: thing or not that's yeah. the point is i wish we talk about germination but that's not Cold germination, yeah, like different. on the seed tag, it's not. This is why, cold I'm, germ. This is
2: why I'm asking the question because we talk, we use, we throw around the term cold germ or like germ shock, right? When we talk about those, basically, it was too cold when you planted corn. How different is that from this? And, and is I, it,
3: and I wonder too if we would plant different varieties if we knew that number, especially early, right? Oh, like yeah, if you knew no, the cold germ, cold germ was 50%, and it, but the germ was 96%. <laughs> well,
1: well, let's not even say early. Let's just say those would be the ones to not plant if you knew it was going to get cold. Right, here. right. You know, and early it tends to be when that happens, yes. But we had last year, we had a well, weird in May where it got late. Remember last year, late May, it got really cold. Yep. And it was stuff planted, you know... Right well, before that cold snap, and we had that one hot week. Right, yep. and if you planted the like you said early, before,
0: if you planted in the head of or, that or hot week, kind of middle, it came out in six days. But if you planted at the end of that hot week, yep. it didn't come out for three weeks.
3: So,
2: yeah, so we had some. We had some. The re, part of the reason I ask is we had some of this last year, right? I had a I had a grower specifically where our early seedling vigor scores were awesome on that variety, but for some reason we really struggled. We got beat up pretty bad didn't in germination. Because early seed early seedling vigor and cold germ are not the same metric, and it all kind of ties back to this deal here. So something to make sure we're it's another one what it, like another toolbox in the tool chest, right? Another one of those things to consider. So that would and I remember years ago, like twenty years ago,
3: like Youngs used to do that. Like, they would stamp on their bags, like,
0: this, this cold is, like,
3: yeah, they had a special, like.
0: Don't plant this cold. Well, it was,
3: like, a, a, <laughs> a marketing name for it, like, for But they would do that. They would. So the mountains
1: germ. on the side of the bag. Correct. If they turn blue, the you could
0: plant it. Yeah. But yep. if not, then. I like this. If they turn, if they were sweet. red, like, volcanoes. That is one thing when we look at seed selection, we think of, you know, obviously, the ones sold around here, the most part are going to fit this climate. That's otherwise we wouldn't be buying the corn to fit this area. Like seed companies I, place varieties in certain regions, but we don't necessarily always think about the cold planting aspect of it in that consideration. I, I'll put
1: it this way: is I think some of that is vetted in their production I'm sure process some a is, lot of yeah. it. Yeah, but at the same time, some of that isn't because you're putting it in good conditions and in you know you're. And they are putting some in in not good to see. But I would agree is what I struggle is in in our plot scenario is in plots, you don't, on purpose, you put it in the best scenarios all the time. And then real world of what some of this is going through is very different.
0: Well, it's like your no-till varieties. There's the assumption that no-till is going to be colder. So those varieties probably would do better in this situation than varieties that don't do well in no-till, like your racehorse varieties that are meant for optimum conditions nice seed bed you know so there there are aspects like you said Todd but it's not necessarily like oh yeah if it, if the soil temp is like 49 and a half stop oh, stop you know that's not really something we necessarily talk about
2: we are also pushing our probably our, some of our geographical limits right now on I think seems like we're just we're getting a little more and more out of the normal range on some of the varieties placement-wise. I think we're starting to push some southern stuff a little bit too far north at times, and it's because guys are pushing pushing for higher yields. We're getting planting somewhat early, so we go on these longer days. Well, with longer day probably comes a little bit more, a little bit less cold tolerance, right? I mean, those things should yeah. go together. And, so,
0: And there are years that, you know, they'll work and years they don't, and yeah. know, we've seen that where guys, you know, they push it too far, and the next year they ratchet their maturity rates back down. But the guys that I know that plant the longer days and push the envelope also really pay attention to soil temperature. Yep. They're not the ones that are winging it. Like, oh, looks ready, let's get out there. They're they're checking. They're checking.
2: We're okay. just we're just pushing some of those recommendations. I think further than they were five, ten, fifteen years ago. Like right. we're we're being more aggressive. Look look look. It's different, but look at your alfalfa dormancy ratings. How hard we're pushing right. on some of those yep. now! Like yeah. we are just pushing the envelope a little bit harder than we were.
3: Yeah,
1: here's a bold statement: I actually think that's why we're planting more soybeans take. now. Hot yeah, take. hot take. We need hot a hot take alarm. Is is we're actually planting more beans ahead of corn right now, mm-hmm. just as a hedge against imbibitional chilling. Now beans still get imbibitional chilling but you're planting them at 150,000, you know, 120 to 150,000.
0: Right, you have a lot you, more eggs have, in that basket.
1: Right. Yeah. You have more that can die and you're still okay. Well, even percentage-wise, um, a
2: 10% uh, stand reduction I, on beans doesn't hurt. A 10% stand reduction on corn hurts. You're, you're going to
1: see yield go down. So, right. that that actually is what I really think part of what's going on is this early planting of beans. Because we still have the frost risk with beans.
0: So are you saying and we should plant our corn at forty thousand to get us the end of thirty two thousand? <laughs> if you're, if you're, you're, if, you're yeah. if you're looking at imbibitional chili. <laughs> I
2: think I I don't think you're wrong, Todd. I I think you're. Uh, we we know that agronomically it makes more sense to plant beans earlier because they take they need the earlier you get them in the better yield you're going to get. I think it takes the the col the col the chilling what we're we calling it chilling it chilly Im, imbib Imbibitional, really, imbibitional, imbibitional chilling. It takes that to get other people on board. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm agreeing with you. It's a circle, though.
1: Right. Like, here's the other part: is spacing matters way more in corn. So, like, you right. take the ten percent, and a lot of times when I've seen imbibitional chilling, it's it's not two seeds in a row almost right. all the time. It feels like so then you have these big gaps and. You, so not only did you knock your population, what's going to hurt you is now your your you picket fence. Yeah, your right? picket fence is gone. You got like two of your pickets are gone. So, so whereas beans, it just, uh, yeah, we beans and, and not as big a deal.
2: And when you're talking silage only, we're okay. Like or you're not okay, uh, but you don't feel it as right. bad. When You start talking about those straight strict grain varieties, like. You miss two plants there. You you that you hurts. Yeah. yeah, there's no
0: reset. You can't go back and plant two plants in the, all these spots. You're not going to well, re- replant a whole field on these these gaps. Usually, it's.
2: I had a guy hand plant. <laughs> <on> last
0: year. <laughs> okay, you can physically do it, but it doesn't necessarily Even make the, sense. With this little
2: know. earthway, and did a couple here, a couple there, fix some fix some spots. You know, wouldn't recommend it, but.
0: Whew. So I think yeah, at the end of the day, you're. You're better off paying attention to those factors when you're planting. Like you said, Bill, we should be and thinking about and I don't, I more than just getting it into the ground. I
3: didn't bring it up today to, like, there's really not a lot we can do about it besides make the decision to not plant, right? We, if Once it's in the ground, we're at the mercy of whatever weather comes. So the decision has to be made before you start the tractor. I'm not going to plant corn today because I'm nervous about the soil's 49 degrees. They're talking... A decent amount of rain tomorrow. It's not going to get warm. It's just not a good day. Like, let's wait. And that's what you got to do. Yeah.
1: This, but Bill, the seed literally has a coat on it. It's it in, the name, yes. Seed, yes. in the name, seed coat. I think the problem is it's not a rain <laughs> coat. It's and that's is it a
0: coat of many colors?
1: I, it is. It is multicolored, usually yellow and white.
3: It's filled with down. <laughs>
1: But to that point, in my head, I always thought of cold soils as being a problem, just like how we get cold. But I really don't think it is a cold problem. It's a it's a water cold problem. Correct. Does that like right? So you can really think of that way. Is it it? It does have a coat, so it can handle the
3: cold if it's dry.
1: Right. But yeah. if it's cold and wet, then it can't because it's sucking all that in. It'd be like wearing a winter coat and it's raining. It sucks because then you just got this wet winter coat on, and it it doesn't help. You still need to repel the water. Right. So. Yes, I th- I think uh, the your your idea to wait is probably the like when guys ask is stuff ready to plant. I think this is a bigger question than what we're really we're looking at is the soil fit is a lot of other things. When the bigger part is uh, what are your temperatures of your soil? The at?
3: soil is fit today, but in the next three days it's going to be, you know, drop in the thirties and forties, so the soil is not going to stay fit. And then you're going to plant. Oh, by the way, day number two of that 30s and 40s, it's going to rain. You know, so you're right there. No-till does, like, help from a standpoint of, like, obviously it's not going to warm the soil up faster, but it's also your your swings in temperature are, are going right, to be less. less. That's yeah. my it's a, point of no-till. Is it's it's not an all-time perfect. buffer. Warm, cold, Correct. it buffers either way. Right. So if you're at 55 and it's going to get cold... You're not going to drop as fast as a sandwood that's been worked, that that's going to plummet where this no-till isn't going to. You're not going to pick up either like sandwood, but like you said, Max, it's a buffer.
0: I'd rather have a little bit slower heat up than suffer the drastic, like go from 50 to 40 to back to 50 because that... That's not going to be good for the seed either, the temperature no, and swing we could, and
3: stress on the We could a whole on plant. episode on that.
0: Yeah. As like,
2: I was gonna say, we can get off the rails here pretty quick. Cause we saw it last year. Right. Oh, yeah. that, that really early, early stretch that got hot, I had some really dark peat, peat soils that got worked, and they burned seeds out. Like, it mm-hmm. just plain and simple scorched them just and too then hot. And you probably
3: went to the neighbor that no-tilled, and it was still at 52 degrees. <sighs> right. We could do like I said. We could, yeah, we, we could do talk a whole episode about, that. We could talk about planting those
2: conditions and then what happens in July just, when those conditions. I just come back and read my soil uh, temp readings from one day. Just going from farm to farm, from you know no tilled sand to worked peat ground, and just I'll just read my chart for the day, what all my different readings were, and it, it's a whole like it's a can of worms we probably don't want to open in the middle of another podcast.
0: Well, and I I have two farms in this area that I can drive the you know five. 10 miles, whatever it is, between fields. And I know one will be colder because it generally stays wetter and that wetter soil takes longer to warm up. Like, I know I was t- so, taking a soil temp here and a few miles down the road, it's going to be way different. So I can't just rely on what I think the soil's at based on a couple fields. You've got to check each field.
2: Microclimates. You say microclimates, that's what you say. Micro-climates. Microbiomes,
0: microclimates.
2: There's I have certain farms that it, no matter what, it's ten degrees colder there. Like just when I pull in the yard there, it's ten degrees colder.
0: So Well, there's a farm we we all know of that gets the first frost of the season usually because they're in a little bit of a little, dip there. Yep. He
2: literally says when
3: it's thirty-six and Seymour, it will kill my corn. It's, it's that's dead. like that's his like if, if it's forecasted for thirty-six and seymour. You know, three miles outside of town in the valley, he knows it's gonna freeze. <laughs> it's not a very big valley. No,
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's not. A, it really it's not is not a valley. It's a depression. I I was bow hunting last year, when the first frost came up north, and I had one food plot that died and one that didn't. Same thing planted. It just the way it the way it dipped around the bowl like that. Just whatever. They're four hundred yards apart, right? Yep. So microclimate is a real. It's a it's a thing. It's yeah. a real real deal.
0: All right, so there you go. Make sure you keep in mind the idea of imbibitional chilling, so that first cold drink of water, what it will do to your corn when you're out there making a plan and getting in the field to plant. Now we'll move into our spotlight for today. Here in Wisconsin, I think, especially northeast Wisconsin, we've all heard of no-mo-may, and the idea being it's supposed to help populations of bees and insects and pollinators in general to Thrive by not cutting your lawn for the month of May. But now, it appears that the study that went into promoting NOMO May may not have been correct. So the city of Appleton, after a heated and sometimes personal debate about the efficacy of NOMO May, has voted to keep the initiative in place despite some evidence that it may not actually be doing what we think it does. So residents of not be required to mow their grass during the month of May for the purpose of helping bee populations to thrive. Appleton Beach, Wisconsin, was the first city in the U.S. to adopt No-Mow May as a way to help the bees back in 2020. And in 2022, the initiative was made permanent. But now the original study that supported the idea has been retracted, and No-Mow May is seeing some scrutiny. So one of the authors of the retracted study is actually an older person in Appleton. A guy named Israel del Toro. I think it's a guy. Israel seems like a guy's name. I don't know. Sorry uh, if it's not. Been very... Yeah, I apologize if I got that wrong. He's been very... Oh, nope. he. Yep, there it is. He's been very vocal about the matter, calling the resolution misinformed. And he said the city overwhelmingly supports no Mo May but another alder person has said some of the constituents want to get rid of the initiative and find other ways to support pollinators. So despite some heavy back and forth in the council, they did decide to hold it up and continue to do No Mo May this year. Uh, There are some other communities, including DePere, Green Bay, and Ostrash, that will also be participating this year.
3: I wonder in Appleton, because, like, you don't have to, right now. It's like you just you, if you want to mow, you can. If it's going to be like lawn mow shaming, like we did the mask shaming a handful of year, a couple of years ago, <laughs> yeah. like oh, well, I think that's you already mowed your lawn. You don't like the bees. Like, I, I think that's
0: already been going on.
1: I feel I mean, like lawns are already like you got those guys that are there's just, there's t- tiers. Oh yeah, oh, already, yeah. and now we're yep. adding another tier of like we're these, creating
0: a cast system.
2: in because yeah, yeah, there's
0: the guy that like fertilizes every other week and waters his lawn it's probably who, mowed who th- twice already who thinks everyone else's lawn is crap i and feel like, wow, like you should take care of that what are you doing
1: i feel like as i age too, like i didn't care about my lawn as much as i do it's a definitely as you get older as a guy like it's like you care more oh way more yeah it, and it changes from a lot from say your 20s to 30s to 40, like Dude, it's i'm, this, I'm like, just embarrassed like
2: i don't want my lawn to look like crap like i don't it's not even whether or not I like it. You just don't want to be the one guy in your street who has a lawn that looks like trash.
3: I was hitting balls to the boys in the yard last time. I'm like, ah, oh, the Clover's here ready, The Dandelions. It's like, <laughs> dang it. My, mine's looking good this spring. So yeah. it's like the opposite. of
0: Sure, like, sure. Dang,
2: you applied is for the Todd over-applied last fall. Todd's
1: becoming the
0: every-other-week guy.
1: I, I applied appropriately. Last Listen to fall. this.
2: Was... This is my, my, my complaint for the week. Just found out... Neighbor on the other, the neighbor on one side of me has been using Spring Green Lawn Service for a couple of years now. Neighbor on the other side signed up this spring. Ooh, now, oh. you're, now you're the one in the middle. You're in the middle. Yeah, got a hat. Got, I'm not sign up, but I'm gonna have to step up my game. Yeah, now both, you're surrounded, like, by. dude. It it's a real like it's oh yeah. a real thing. Oh yeah. Like
3: to me, it's just time. Like I don't have the time to do
0: it. Yeah, it's a lot of dinking around for. And what are you really gaining in the end? It's more, an aesthetic. More, more, it's more not game. a. It's an aesthetic. Yeah, more gas, more mowing. So, so I'm kind of the opposite of you guys. I really don't care what my lawn looks like. Okay. I have to mow it, and I mow it when I, I have to. And uh, I, I I don't. I probably care. am going to fertilize it this year, but I I don't really do it very often. I just know there's patches, and either I'm going to have to reseed or do something about it. Especially ever since uh, the local utility tried to blow my house up a few years ago, <laughs> that area where they it's, had to dig, they never really the grass s- has never really come like back very feed. well.
1: I, the, the no mow way thing is though. Is like how many of the people that aren't mowing just don't are doing it because they really give a shit about bees or just because they are lazy
2: and don't. Well, I, that's lazy. That's the problem. Oh I yeah, have I think there's definitely some. Away. Like, I wonder. Like, the pr- I would say the percent. I bet you it's 80-20. Which twenty percent who actually... But that's everything. If well, you can find an excuse. Okay, but here's the one thing to say gonna,
1: too: is the people that do give a shit about their lawn don't have many dandelions or clover in. Yeah. So if they were to let it long. It wouldn't like, the do anything anyway. They don't yeah. like long grass. They like the, you know, they flowers. don't pollinate. They like the flowers part. So, so that part of this too is a little bit weird. I, the Iowa's got a really good, it's like a horticulturist in Iowa, and he, he called it less mow may would be less better. Like, you, like don't not mow it because then basically you're going to have a problem in June is what he's getting at. Like you got this foot tall grass of how do you deal with that then? He I just did. said, instead of mowing every week go to like 10 days or two weeks and you do a lot better. I, and
0: I'd actually be all for what they do in California where you just like not paint your dirt green. <laughs> just and know, then you don't have to mow it all.
2: Knowing what I know about the way insects and plants interact and whatever, I don't feel like not cutting your lawn is the way to like build the bee population. Th- like this is not.
1: This guy also said like you're better off building a bee pollinator garden. Yeah, like like so permanent that, pollinator right. Strips, you're way yeah. better off putting a little corner of your property so, into a pollinator garden than ab- you are not mowing. Absolutely, yeah. I think that would be, like yeah.
2: we that, plant pollinator flowers in in our pumpkin patch because it helps us. Sure, it helps our pumpkin propagation. Like a hundred percent. Do you know how many bees are in there? It's insane how many bees are in there. Right. Like, and so I cut my grass as much as I want because I planted, and I'm not saying we, you can't even tell from the road that we do it. It just, but it makes a huge difference. So. Plant four, plant four flowers in your backyard. You know,
0: I, I think yeah, or to just have a flower garden in general. Yeah, it would be better than even not mowing your lawn.
2: What is cool about
0: this is
1: it did start, and I think we talked about this once before. It did start in Appleton, Wisconsin. Like it started in the UK, right? But Appleton, Wisconsin is the first place in the United States where no mow may was a thing. So that, that's kind of fun. Like, right. there's not think what it.
3: you want about it, but it's
2: just the you want to save the bees, kill more wasps. I, I, <laughs> I do. I'm all for enjoy that. Enjoy
0: the irony of like Yeah, we don't think it actually works anymore and doubling down on like no, nope, so we're doing it. it. Like we made it a resolution last year we're not changing our minds. And you know who knows maybe there'll be like the the healthy effects of eating eggs. But how many times in our lifetime oh, yeah, has that changed? Fl- this is going from flip. one way to another so eggs maybe this good, will flip-flop every couple of years they'll do a new study that'll find it does help or I feel
3: like Todd's got something here he's
0: Yeah, pretty soon it's going to be like
3: <laughs> they're, they're ripping my off! Oh, yeah. Bees, they're oh, everywhere! On. Jamie, roll around on the ground! Forget that, I'm starting to swell off! Save oh. yourself! Oh, don't be the hero! Frank, I'm allergic to bees. Me too. Me too. They're huge and they're sting crazy! We'll come back later and check on you!
1: That's why I picture like if you do leave your grass. Like that that yeah, first time you'll be mowing, just assaulted you. by bees. <laughs>
3: bees are- Todd's out, he's Tommy boy out there just getting.
0: Yeah. That would be, that would be super ironic if they found that actually like yellow jackets and wasps and like the, the more murder hornets. Yeah. Like (laughs) the crappy end of the stinging insect world, like not good pollinators, but the ones that are more aggressive are actually the ones you get. That'd be really funny.
2: That's actually when my lawn looks the worst is late in the year when the ground bees are really taking hold. That's when I hate mowing my lawn because I get stung every time. Yeah.
3: But, yeah, so there you go. It's the most heated spotlight conversation we've ever no, had. No
2: Mo
0: May may or may not be the thing. I but think it like for I, this year. Start
2: dividing I know like someone on the Rose city Day. council in Seymour. I'm going to make sure I get yeah. his ear about yeah. No about Mo no May in Seymour. Because
3: you're lazy. That's why.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> All right,
0: now we'll move into our egg history minute. So this week we're talking the Alice Chalmers No-Till Planter. It was the first commercially successful no-till planter and was named among the worldwide wonders of ag. So in 1966, Alice Chalmers developed and manufactured the first commercial no-tillage planter. Instead of turning under 500 to 1,000 tons of topsoil per acre... With mowboard plowing, the company's engineers came up with several unique coulter designs and planter frames that turned no-till into a reality. These planters, which we trademarked as a no-till planting system, were capable of no-tilling corn in 15 to 40-inch rows. Difference maker was the no-till coulter. According to Alice Chalmers Farm Equipment, written by longtime company employee Norm Swinford, the wheel track planting raised... The curiosity of in- engineers the special designed wheel track planting confirmed that only a small area of fine, firm soil was needed for soil germination. Since planter experts were soon asking themselves, why do we need to turn over the soil then with a moldboard plow when we only need 8% of the ground for a seed bed? They looked into developing this coulter. It was a deep-fluted 17-inch diameter coulter that would slice through crop residue or sod to prepare a two-and-a-half-inch bed ahead of the planter unit. Heavy rubber torsion spring provided penetration in tough soils and protected the coulter when dealing with rocks and other obstructions. The company offered three blades, which were produced by Ingersoll's Chicago Plant, for different soils and field conditions, but the most popular was the full two-and-a-half-inch fluted coulter. So yeah, it seems like we've come a long way in the last... Nearly sixty years,
1: but there, there's a lot of technology on here that hasn't changed. that hasn't changed yeah. right. Like that's what's cra- and what's crazy is we're actually pulling more of these no-till culters off, and just getting better double disco. You know, making right. sure double they're... disc openers are doing really well. Yep. So that's yeah. wild too. Of we're kind and, of and now they are not like, necessarily
0: fluted, but they make more of a serrated double correct. disc opener now that yes. kind of cuts it's, and does what the fluted coulter was meant to do. Right.
1: So yes, yeah. we've advanced somewhat, but at the same time, you look at the picture here. Of this planter and it doesn't look that much different. So I mean, I guess we've no. And the,
0: the image here is a two-row planter. Yes, compared these, to the no, the,
2: the size has gotten bigger. Yeah, these are actually pretty awesome planters. If you ever gotten to use uh, one, these are these the, are the food plot special right now. Like, think yeah. These how, are what guys want. Sure, think awesome. of like
1: how ahead of its time this these were. Yep, to be doing that.
2: These are these are really not like as a guy who's tried a couple different old corn planters trying to plant food plots. This has been by far my favorite. It's a night. Nice, it's a good. It's a good planter, man. That was the job. else yeah, chopper's always ahead of its time. It yeah. was. That Fox well, that yeah. was Fox Chopper.
1: Oh, was Fox, was it? Well, that it? was yeah, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: different.
3: It was it was orange. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Yep. Orange Orange's is all good. Orange. orange is where it's at.
1: All right. Thank you, Matt. Thank you to all our listeners out there. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell a farmer friend to download. All they need to do is search Tilt Talk Radio in Apple Podcasts or on Android. Download an app like Podcast Addict, and there you can listen to Tilt Talk Radio. You can also listen on your computer or smartphone browser. Just go to com slash podcast. We're also available on Amazon Music, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilt Talk Radio.
0: All right. Thanks, Todd. Now we'll move into our Cool Beans, and that's Courtney for this week with some current events. So cool Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool beans!
1: It's nice having everybody back for that, Matt. Yeah. It's, not just it's hard when it's just you two. It's just yeah. two people. Not just bouncing it back and yeah. forth. Just yelling cool beans at each <laughs> other. Me and Matt were just, by the end, he's
0: just like, I say cool, cool beans! beans! Did you say it? Oh, I don't know. Cool beans? Cool beans! All right. Our cool beans this week. Corn and soybean planting is underway in 16 states, and I can verify this as I was driving through uh, seven states this week, and one of them being Illinois, which was pretty... Pretty well underway as far as beans and corns planting was going. Even saw some sprayers running this week. So last week's warmer and drier weather created a nice open window for farmers to start on planting. According to USDA's Weekly Crop Progress Report, on Monday afternoon, 12 states have started planting corn and beans, with both crops ahead of the average planting pace for this time of year. So for corn, Wisconsin is... About where it should be. One, My favorite is one percent, which is ahead of normal one percent. Kind of normal is zero percent. Zero percent.
1: So yeah. it. I made that. That one made me laugh because we're we we're gotta ahead. be We got to be basically zero, but yeah. not. I don't know. Does that weird. mean?
2: I mean, there's forty acres in. We're at one <laughs> <Yeah>. percent.
1: <laughs> and it's. You look. Illinois is ahead. Illinois is at ten percent. They're three
2: percent ahead
0: of. Their, nope, they're ahead seven percent. Or seven percent. Yeah, so they're so normally at three percent.
1: I'm sure the ones in Wisconsin are just some. Down by the border somewhere, yeah, right?
3: probably right along. Like, Maybe half
1: the
2: fields, in, in Illinois. Right. Well, You know, there. You know, there's that guy who always plants soybeans in like the first of April, just right. to say he can do it. Missouri, though,
0: twenty-two percent
2: ahead with
0: thirty percent planting. Uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty pretty interesting to see. Like, it got me fired up driving back to see, you know, things moving and. And this map is as of April sixteenth.
3: So that's a handful. of well, days But, that, ago but that was that warm week. Yeah, you right. know. That so like week. everything. Probably Everything's been
2: underwater since <laughs> about <laughs> April 16th, fair, hasn't it? Right. Fair.
3: So not much has probably changed here. It'll I mean, be interesting cause, this cause next Monday's. The crazy report, part is, is
2: last year, a year ago, I had to go to
3: Iowa, the first weekend May. Nothing was done from my driveway to Iowa to Cedar Rapids and back, and that was the first week of May. So they're yep. already two weeks
2: right ahead. Right. ahead. So, just looking at the calendar here, the 16th was Sunday. And I'm pretty sure that snowstorm that we talked about earlier in the episode, where we got places got a foot in Wisconsin, that was like a nationwide like storm yeah, that came yeah. through. So, there's parts of Minnesota that got like two feet of snow. Yep. Yeah. So, Dakota is Minnesota.
1: I do struggle using the word ahead because, yes, you planted. And, and right, this but report will get point if it'll be replant and, and right. Know, what else I was will just happen? laugh at that, like, oh, we're we're ahead of t- normal. Yeah. Like, like you didn't know, like, just I, because you did the you planted it doesn't mean tell,
3: tell uh, it all in vibes, chili. And yeah, then, yeah. Then it's all done. it's funny you say that because we had a a local egg agent put in a grass plot for some nitrogen studies, and he was asking the farmer, like, oh, it's really like. Two, three weeks ahead of when we planted the grass pot last year. Like how many cuttings do you think you're gonna do? And his response was, let's make sure it emerges. Right.
2: Like putting the cart before the horse here, Chief. We can
3: plant ahead
1: all we want, right? It's
3: fine. We can do that.
0: But that does not mean anything. Look how
2: much we thought we actually did okay last year and got ahead a little bit. And look how much stuff got replanted in our area last year. Yeah,
0: that next ten inch rainstorm could fly through. There could be a lot of different factors. It may not even just be the imbibitional chilling, it could be the washing out of entire fields, Yikes. which we hope n- won't happen, but
2: we don't want that again. That was a wi- that was a wild, yeah. wild week.
0: So, soybean planting uh, ahead in a lot of the Midwest. Wisconsin, not really, but uh, Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, Alabama, or, uh, Louisiana, Tennessee—they're all kind of jumped ahead of where they normally would be when it comes to soybean planting. But like we said, who knows where that'll end up. So, yeah, things are on the move. Plant 2023 is rolling. I know if you looked at Ag Twitter, there was a lot of action on there, whether even if it was planting green or working and planting. Seemed like a lot 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 of of pretty sunsets. Yes. So I
1: don't know if that was a... But like this purple sky sunset that must have been in a lot of that Missouri area where they're planting couple nights or something because it was just a lot of those pictures
0: all right and that's corny this week the biggest dairy related organized crime that i can recall happened this week in of all places miami florida don't be stealing dairy products suspects were caught in an unbelievable milk scandal down in miami uh the Police dubbed the operation Operation Got Milk as they uh, found that the suspects robbed more than $925,000 worth of milk along with $350,000 worth of milk crates from MacArthur Dairy. Miami-Dade police shared the suspects would swap things in the ordering system causing extra dairy products to be loaded onto distribution delivery trucks. They would then take those extra deliveries, uh, meet with an individual, and transfer the dairy products so that they can then be sold for a profit. So who knew there was a big black market for milk in my in Florida? Uh, suspects all faced various grand theft and organized scheme um, charges. They were all uh, generally middle-aged men, 38 to 56-year-olds that were running the operation. So not something you see every day. I can definitely say that.
2: I think the the only time I've ever really thought about like a underground milk trade is people selling raw milk. Sure. I yep, never would yep. think that like yeah, this is a different different kind of deal here.
0: Yeah, and that's really just a more of a policy matter than it is a actually trying to steal from someone and then yeah. sell a product. Yeah. Just
2: black market milk, different different kind of market though.
0: Yeah. I, I was joking with Todd before we were recording, like these guys like going to schools, like, hey, you guys want extra cartons of milk? Like, hook you up. Like, I I I, don't know where that market exists. Where do you sell this
1: amount and what are people paying for it is what I wonder. Like,
3: who? Obviously, have a market because you've stolen a million (laughs) dollars worth of it.
0: I guess you could charge market value because it's stolen, so it's pure profit. I mean, outside of a, a limited amount of Leg work that you had to do, so you pr- probably wouldn't have to charge any more than anybody else's. It's not like you can take a pen like you can with counterfeit money and find out if it's stolen milk. Like There's there's no dye packs <laughs> in the jugs. Hot milk. Yeah. I don't like hot milk. I prefer yeah. gold. Yeah. We just it's talked so about good. that. <laughs> All right. And now we'll wrap things up with our Field Good Friday. And this week... Looking at Krebs Dairy Farm, connecting a field of dreams with farming. We've talked before last year, we talked about the Field of Dreams game and uh, playing in a cornfield. Well, here we have Build It and They Will Come, because what's more American than farming and baseball? So Bruce Krebs of Krebs Dairy Farm combined the two in an obvious move. Uh, Krebs Field was bringing together people and playing near Southern Prairie, Wisconsin. The authentic Little League baseball field was built in the family's pasture beside their dairy barn 19 years ago by Bruce Krebs and his sons Ryan and Justin. The miniature Field of Dreams went under construction in 2003 with a pitcher's mound, base paths, and an infield. Today there are youth teams practicing on the field for about 100 days during the warm months. He so said the squirrely kids just see a game and when their parents in the bleachers see their childhood Ryan and Justin see their father's character and Bruce, well, he can see what we all see. The joy of youth and the promise of growth, said Helen Krebs. So the Krebs family farms 500 acres and milks 40 cows. The whole farm is authentic, even down to the vintage scoreboard. Seeds planted for income and the seeds of joy that are planted. So you can, I wonder if how the cows like catching some of those uh, homers that come over the fence and <laughs> Whack I'm sure, em.
1: these little leaguers are. Yeah, they probably don't it. have yeah
0: the ability to hit it that far.
1: But. I'm just thinking if they played bar league softball. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. It'd Be oh, cow right. tipping after <laughs> the <Right>. game. <laughs> uh,
3: be a lot of shenanigans going on. So
0: yeah, kind of a cool thing they're doing, and obviously they've filled a niche there for the last twenty years. I I wonder where they park everybody. The hay field. Like, yeah. I
1: don't, <laughs> it's a, br- a breakfast-on-the-farm
0: situation. It's like, like, we're...
1: I I like this. I'm just more worried about logistics, but...
0: Well, maybe the pasture's big enough. Maybe they have a little parking area in the pasture. Well, it's one fielders.
3: field, so it's not, you know, you probably got... It looks like they got a pretty big, like... Oh, you
1: pulled
0: it up steadier. on Google?
3: I
1: think I found it. It's a baseball field next to a farm. What? So,
3: we all... Yeah. That's yeah, normal, no, that's, right?
1: It, it doesn't look like the picture, though, that's for sure. This looks more just, but, yeah, so maybe it's a different one in yeah. some prairie area. This is by Ryo. Did you ever spray for this guy when you worked I, down that I, way? I remember or like,
0: the name, but no. Yeah, if watching this video, if they did have, like, an aerial shot, and it looks like there's quite a bit of green space around the... Yeah, this stuff. I don't like think I got picture. the
3: right play. Yeah, I don't no, know, Todd. I think you do. You have
1: to set up your there, baseball program to go well, play the re- down there. So like this I was
3: understand. my episode to write, and the reason I put this in is because this literally not... To the scale, but so my boys got into wiffle ball. Like there's wiffle ball leagues and like it's it's blitz ball. It's not wiffle. Anyhow, that's (laughs) different, dude. Blitz balls because they're using a blitz ball, right? Not a wiffle
1: ball, or are they using
3: wiffle? They're using a blitz ball. Yeah, so you can make it. But yes, there are Yeah, those are sweet. So they like legitimately got all their buddies together and made teams and had this league in my backyard, and I had to go get the snow fence (laughs) and put up up snow fence. fence. And one of my son's buddies made the backstop because you have to have a backstop, like with a strike zone. so because right, they don't swing; it's a strike. No, that is a
1: cool way they do it on wiffle ball. Like, there's basically just a box behind you. Then that if sure. it hits that, then you know it's a strike. It's a strike. Yeah.
3: So yeah, then I thought of like, shoot, I'm gonna have to get the snow fence out again this year and pound posts. And
1: you're not going bigger than snow fence. Oh man, I thought you no. no,
3: it's getting a full chain link. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Nope, snow fence because then I can take it down. But yeah, so that's kind of resonated with me. Was I'm gonna end up doing that in a month or so?
0: Not even probably. I think you should get some cows to pasture in you your should, backyard as should.
3: well. I should. There are some horses all along over the yeah. five acres. Away. You can hear cows from your house probably. There's a couple of steers. Yeah, I can hear the fans and the dairy running more so in the summer <laughs> <Yeah>. than the, <laughs> than the actual
0: cows themselves. But they, yes, I do hear some ballerine. Alright, well that'll do it for this week Thanks for being here guys Thanks for having us Matt So this week we talked imbibitional chilling injury in corn Something to keep in mind as you get rolling this year for plant 2023 In our spotlight we took a look at No Mo May And some controversy that's come up surrounding that Egg History Minute We talked about the Alice Chalmers No-Till Planter Our Cool Beans this week was corn and soybean planting is underway in 16 states. That's corny was a milk scandal involving stolen milk in Miami. And our field good Friday was Krebs Field, right next to Krebs Dairy in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. So thanks for listening. And as always, happy farming.